A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Segrin Designs, makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom, fresh, hand-burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, go Big Red, and uh, let's start the podcast. to throw down toward the goal line going up ball tipped in the air touchdown Jordan Westerkamp Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest oh baby far side back to throw is Martinez now being chased throws it out a flat Burkhead makes a catch sets a tackle 25-20 Rex Burkhead touchdown Nebraska Welcome back. Uh, we are in for a big time guest tonight and can't wait to get there. But before we do, I want to introduce uh, the dynamic duo, duo, otherwise known as my co-host, number one in the playbook, number 17 in your hearts. Zach, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fabulous. I'm joined by you gentlemen and uh could not be happier so i'm excited to get this uh get this rolling tonight how are you doing buddy doing doing all right we know you're kind of lying uh about us joining you you're fine with our guests but we will move on and d rake how are you doing i'm good i'm good little red and i are here hanging out enjoying the night is tonight the sacrifice is tonight the sacrifice are you gonna you're gonna let that uh, linger a little while I, I think it's got to be the night before Ireland, right? I, I think so. I think so. I don't know. We'll get. We'll we'll have to ask our guests if uh, the the players have any uh, feelings toward Little Red or bringing back uh, a blonde Herbie or not. But I I do think my recommendation is that that uh, that uh, Little Red Pepsi is it inflatable? Is it a bottle? What is it? Uh, no, it's just cardboard. All right. I think that needs to become your avatar until uh, until the Northwestern game. Deal? All right, deal. Deal. All right, we'll work through that. So without further ado, uh, those of you that uh, follow Nebraska football, which is probably why you're listening to this, 
you know him as uh, the anchor in the middle of the D line, number ninety-nine, Ty Robinson. Welcome to Church of the Corn. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. You uh, well, it's our pleasure. We are fortunate and 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 damn glad to have you here. So um, let's just get into it. How's that defensive line looking? Yeah, you know, I, I'm super confident in from staying last year. I know we've lost most of our guys, at least that with playing experience, but uh, going through spring and then especially through this summer conditioning program, I, I'm really confident that we haven't taken any steps back, that we really we've just been taking those steps forward that we need to. Yeah, it Hi. seems like that defensive line is completely flipped from from what last year was to this year. There's been an, a huge infusion of talent. Not that there weren't talented guys there, but with those guys that have come into that room, have you guys noticed it's kind of ranched or, you know, ratcheted up another level of intensity? Well, with the, with the outside linebackers like Garrett, Nelson, uh, O'Shawn, Caleb, Blaze, and Jamari, and all those guys coming in, now we're all in one merged room coached by Coach Dawson. So I think that really helps kind of bring that intensity and now we're kind of been on the same page especially now that we're all talking about the same thing it's all coming from one dude's mouth that we all need to listen to um really I think that's really what has helped us and I think that's what helped mended our relationship and bond and, and allowed us to take these forward steps Ty Robin Washit wrote a great article about you this week on on three um and it sounds like you obviously had a lot of input in this article just the title of his Ty Robinson determined to raise the bar for himself and Nebraska defense in 22. Um, what, what are you doing to kind of set that standard and what are some of the things that you've been focusing on this off season? Yeah, I think it's really just been that mindset that we've had. Um, especially like I, I saw it kind of growing. Like when I first got here, I saw there was little life of it. And I think through the years that I've been here, it's just becoming, it's just been growing and growing and growing. And now, I feel like we have, at least I can say for the defensive side of the ball, most, uh, almost everyone is on that same mindset, that same standard that we hold all each other to. I mean, we're a black shirt defense. We understand that the black shirts are held to a standard that nobody else can be held to except for us. And I mean, we compete and I mean, we hold each other to those standards every single day. We've seen that defense last year. I mean, for you guys played lights out for the entire year. Um, a lot of pieces have been gone from, you know, uh, transitions and pro going different things like that with, do you guys think that with what you guys have on the roster this year, that you guys could take that next step from a very good defense to an elite level defense? Oh, uh, absolutely. Um, Coach Shenander, uh, he really emphasized it last season. Uh, every Thursday meeting about what it takes to be just an okay or a good defense and into the elite defense. So, I mean, we'd have one sack, but he said, that's only a good defense. We need three sacks. That's an elite defense. Or we have this percentage of third down stops. That's a good percentage, but this percentage is an elite. And I mean, with all those stats that he was bringing up, we were, I mean, you could count on one hand, like how close we were to being that elite standard of defense that we have. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that I mean, I came away with it every game last year was damn, that defense is so good. If there was just one more play made on this side of the ball, whether that be special teams or offense, you know, to just kind of give you guys that little bit more help. I think that switched the record from three and nine to almost nine and three in all honesty. Um, mm -hmm. But 
with guys like Oshan coming in and Wynn and and Drew coming in, uh, transfers and different things like that, from some pretty successful programs, have they been able to bring anything in from those outside programs to, I guess, instill in you guys or to kind of, you know, give lessons that they've learned on their, on their roads? Uh, well, I can tell you this. I mean, working out with Oshan the first day, we uh, had workouts he had told me that they never worked out like how we work out at tcu ever and in a good way you know like it was it was an ass kicker and uh kind of same thing um with the other guys too i mean it's it's good to hear i mean you get to talk like um from alabama right you get to hear the things that go on in alabama and tcu and but to have these guys come in and add on it, it really helps i think give us more weapons, more kind of like, uh, like an eight ball or, or just like a mystery cut type deal where they don't really know what they're going to get thrown at them uh, when we put them in. So you, uh, you talk about new guys coming in. Well, in 2018, you were, you committed to Nebraska that recruit uh, that your recruiting story and, and everything that was going on. Um, obviously lots of, of media fanfare. What was it like for you when you had all 11 coaches at your house for for supper and then just the conversations that ensued i mean that for when we when we're getting that information i i think it was really rare obviously it told you that you were a a a valued target but did you know that all 11 were going to be there was it just kind of like whoa i i i mean I don't really remember. I feel like I knew just because uh, we just were talking with Coach Doss and Coach Frost and all those and Coach Mario. Um, I think they said like, like some of the guys were going to come down or they told me they were going to try and bring everyone down. Uh, and But then I showed up and all 11 of them were in my tiny high school locker room. And I was just so shocked to see everyone. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know everyone's name, but here they are for me. They all know my name and they all came down to show how much support they had for me and how really how bad they wanted me. And I mean, that, that same day is the same day I committed to them because I knew that how for them to take all 11 coaches to come see me means that none of their coaching staff was out recruiting anybody else in the country. And that, that proved to me and showed to me that they wanted me. And the night just kept getting better and better with like what we had. I mean, I lived on four acres, so we had like a little bonfire played like some basketball, uh, like, like I think cornhole, uh, ping pong, all that kind of stuff. Had had a great dinner and then just I decided to do it that night. That is that is very cool. I mean, yeah, when that when we're hearing that all 11 coaches and you just put it perfectly, it means that they weren't anywhere else and their their mind, their focus was we need to get this massive human being into into Lincoln and and go with it. So that's that's really cool. Now Aside from those coaches being there, and tell me if I'm if I'm confusing stories, which I don't think I am. Um, llamas, alpacas, animals. What's <laughs> what's going on on your four acres in Arizona? Yeah, so we don't live there anymore. My mom decided as soon as I left, she wanted to leave and move into suburbia. I guess she didn't like how much of the upkeep was, but uh, we did. It was my neighbor's camel. We had a pasture that he uh, let him keep him in, and I mean, I I. Didn't even know. I came home one day and I went to our backyard, just kind of messing around. And I look out there, and all the way in the back corner, I just see this this large animal in my in my pasture. I'm like, "What is that?" So I walk over there, and it's a camel. And it was like it was like one of those like things like you don't expect to see 
And I, I named Calvin. His name is Humphrey. I didn't know at the time. So I just kept, I stuck with Calvin. <laughs> and then I called my mom instantly. And I said, you do realize there's a camel in our backyard, right? And she goes, oh yeah, that's, that's Justin's. That's our neighbors next door. So that's, that's amazing. The stuff that, the stuff that we get out of the stories from the recruits and that that's, that's priceless. That is one of the top 10, top 10 stories of what you will find out about uh, players during recruiting. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, I, I got a question. So with the season coming up, um, it's obviously about 30 days away. You being one of the, I would consider the leaders on the team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. What are some of the things that you're doing right now to make sure that the team is locked and loaded, ready to go into fall camp? Yeah, so we've been kind of instilled like a whole team-wide, uh, like kind of when we work out, it's uh, like same, same stuff. We have the same shirt on, same shorts on, same socks, just kind of stick to the color regime just to show, like, like give that unity for like uh, formality kind of feeling. And, and I mean, just like I said, just holding each like to me, I'm so serious about like the standard that we hold. Like, I, I want you to hold me to the same standard that I hold you to. And if you're lacking on your part to hold me accountable, then that's not only on you, but that's on me as well, because that shows that I'm not holding you accountable the way I want you to hold me accountable. And I mean, even with the workouts and then especially with um, these workouts over the summer, uh, the offense and defense lifted uh, individually in the morning, but then when we came back to run in the afternoon, uh, O-line and D or yeah, O-line and D-line were together running, and then all the skill guys were together running. So we're still we're not having that that kind of division or for the whole summer where we don't really see anybody. Um, and then we just go to fall camp, and all of a sudden, oh, you're my teammate. Like I haven't seen you all summer. Oh, you're new. I didn't even know your name. I didn't even know you <laughs> were coming here. So, and I mean, just we are. I think just the unity, the brotherhood that we're building, we're all getting together more, uh, just learning more about each other on the deeper level, not just we're all football players, we're all brothers on the football field, and we're just here to play football. I mean, we're learning about people's lives and the things they like to do and the music they like, you know, foods. I mean, everyone's different and everyone's from a different place here, which is awesome. So That's really cool. Just, I mean, just that you talked about it, that brotherhood and you know, again, from the players that we've talked to, it it, it sounds like, and just you can kind of hear in, in their responses, but even how they're saying it, are you pretty comfortable and confident with where the culture is right now? Like Zach said, 30 days away, short, you know, 32 days away from uh, playing Northwestern. Even, you know, it was better last year. We understand what, what that record was, but are you – are you really, really confident and, and good with with that culture and that in in the football locker room? It's and then your defensive yeah. room. This, this is the most confident I think I could say I've been. Last year, I mean, I was there. I was I was pretty confident in the team that we had. But I mean, rolling over to this year, I'm now putting that kind of bigger leadership role. I feel super confident with all the guys that are leading the team and everyone else. I mean, I could go across the locker room to some new running back. And I don't even know his name, but I can dab him up and say what's up. And I mean, there's no beef. We learn each other's names or I can go over to the quarterbacks and I can shoot the shoot the shit with them or even O-line. I mean, we go against each other every day and I mean, I can go over there and give them shit, too. And it's I mean, it's given right back. I mean, it's just everybody in there is on the same mind focused goal. And that's just win. We don't care how we win. We don't care how we do it. We just want to win. 
That's that's one thing that I'm really excited about in fall is to see the offensive line and defensive line go against each other because I feel like there's going to be a lot of new pieces on both sides of the ball, but I feel like it's going to be iron sharpening iron. I mean, obviously, I I expect you to be somewhere on the an all Big Ten list this upcoming year just with what you've put on film and you taking that step to the next level. Um, do you think that offensive line could be? I feel like they could be probably top five in the league this upcoming year. Do you think they could be under Riola where they need to be to, you know, kind of get you guys to that nine, 10 win season? Yeah, I think it's just really going to have to, it's going to be up to them on how, I mean, you know, they all got to work as one mind up there. I mean, it's mm-hmm. one guy steps the wrong way and the whole play's busted. So it's really determined on how the guys on the O-line that lead like Trent, uh, Turner, Teddy, uh, Kevin Williams, like all those guys, it's just really going to uh, determine how they lead and how they want to go about uh, their business. And that's why I'm really excited to see in fall camp because fall camp, I like to, I like to talk, talk my stuff, you know, and I, I let them know, I let them know when they're slacking. And, and so I want to see if I can break them and then, you know, kind of break, build up and then break back down and build up to where when it comes to that 30 day mark and we're in Ireland, that there's no mistakes, there's no hiccups, there's no nothing like that. So are we saying that Ty Robinson's one of the best shit talkers on defense? I wouldn't say best. I, I will give my fair share, but I wouldn't say best. Ty, with with the conversion of the edge rushers into your guys' room and the influx of talent, who's another guy on that D-line that you expect to really step up with you this year? Yeah, I really feel like Nash is going to make a big impact this year, um, especially with uh, Damian Daniels being gone. Um, I really feel like he's going to do, I mean, in spring, he was awesome. Uh, I'll tell you like when he first got here, I mean, he had the size, he had the strength. He just needed to kind of learn his body in a way where he could move more athletically and not much as a bodybuilder and, or a weightlifter and, and then just learn that play. But I think he really has. And then Colton Feast, I, I feel like, um, he's a walk on. I think he's a, he's a, he's going to be his fifth year this year. I mean, he's always been a stud. He's been really solid, really solid guy these past few years. And I think he's finally getting to get his time to to go out there and play on the field with us. How does it, you know, you talk about, you know, guys coming in from different places, stuff like that. How, how you know, and you mentioned, you know, where Mathis said like, hey, we're not lifting like this and, you know, win from from Alabama. Do you guys talk much about what their what their practices are like you know, and, and the competition and stuff to the point where somebody like Wynn or somebody like Mathis, who wasn't here last year for that three and nine season, where they can kind of, they start to say, wow, you guys, I don't, I don't understand from afar how you guys were three and nine because they can see. Yeah, what's happening I mean, I've, now. from both of them, they've said that. Uh, and I mean, we've just talked about how, uh, even for me, like, it's, I just, it's like I was saying, it was one or two little details that we were missing last season, every game. It, it was either one play or one punt, one kick, maybe a blown coverage or a missed, a missed assignment on our gap. I mean, we, we showed them. I mean, they, they've seen it for themselves now, how much pride and heart and effort we put in and blood, sweat, and tears we put into this program and what we're doing. They see it, and they, they didn't understand either. But now they're kind of – they're helping us to just keep pushing forward with the mission. So this is a question from one of the one of the listeners. Uh, Jim had this question. Apparently, there's a picture of you on your recruiting trip wearing a leather jacket, 
and you've got the face mask on. I was told that there's some kind of background story with you wearing the leather jacket on the recruiting story. I don't know anything about that, but I was told to was ask about that. Like a torn, yeah, the torn t-shirt. It was Yeah, it was it's like a tattered t-shirt for a mask and then a leather jacket in the middle of a blizzard. Yeah, I, I came to the Michigan State game that year where it was 15 degrees and snowing and it was cold as shit. And I, I'm from Arizona. I don't own a heavy coat or nothing like that. I own a sweatshirt and maybe maybe some sweatpants. So I would, I just went to like, I don't know. I don't remember what store we went to. I just went and picked up a coat. And then when we got there, the the staff gave us the the hoodie thing or whatever, just so it, because it was so cold. But I mean, hey, we won that game nine to six based off field goals. So. <laughs> Which is so ironic. After yeah, so ironic. <laughs> But you know what? It's memorable, though. It's memorable. I said that's a perfect game for a defensive lineman to go to. Nine six, we win. Perfect. That's all that matters. Yep. Yep. It was perfect. And I see you got the locks up there. So being a fellow locked individual, kudos there. But the locks are gone here soon, aren't they? Yes. Yes. Tuesday, I will go back to being a shaved head. Um, just I think I, last year I was the only one that would now had the balls to do it. And now this year I feel I got, I've convinced more people to do it with me. And uh, I don't know, just kind of another, another thing is a bonding moment or, I mean, we're all shaved. heads together. What are you guys all growing out mustaches? Like you appear to be trying. <laughs> I think, I don't know what they're doing. I'm wow. trying to do it. It's just really blonde, bad lighting. Um, you know, but <laughs> you don't have a you don't have a camera ring like everybody does now with Zoom just to show off no. the, the glow. <laughs> Listen, I don't think you want to see the glow. <laughs> so, are you? Is it? Is the? Uh, is the hair process going to be D, DIY or do you have like a, a, a Lincoln salon you want to shout oh, out that you go to? DIY. I got I got a pair of clippers and it's just gonna be done at one of the boys' house and we're all gonna just line up and I'm gonna cut hair and then they're gonna cut mine and we're all gonna look freaking good. I'll tell you that. Oh man, I don't know if I would have ever trusted any of my buddies to touch my hair. <laughs> but see, that's okay. It's all coming off. Doesn't matter if you mess up or not. He's got a point. Can there. you can you promise? And you might have to look it up. I don't know if you'll be familiar with it or not, but can you, uh, and then get a picture of it, just pick somebody that you, um, well, let me start over because I don't know if there's anybody that, in that room that's going to be able to take you down, but uh, that you can do the uh, Tebow monk too and, and get a picture and let's get that out on, on social media. Okay. <laughs> and they, won't even, they won't know what hits them and then don't, but then don't cut it and hide the clippers. So yeah, right. Right. <laughs> So what what day is uh, camp start? Is it Thursday or Friday this week? That I think it starts. Uh, when, next Wednesday. Uh, oh, Wednesday. Report. Okay. Yep, we report on Tuesday. Uh, fan day is also Tuesday, and then Wednesday is when the grind starts. Nice. Okay. And then there's about thirty days until uh, Northwestern, and then uh, we had Jamari on uh, a little bit ago, and we were chatting him up too. Um, and he had nothing but good things to say about that defensive room where I were excited about there. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked him. You have a choice. You get a pick six as a defensive lineman, or you get a strip sack touchdown. What do you go with? Pick six. Pick six? Pick six. It's, uh, it's a lot less rare than, than a strip sack fumble touchdown. See, I I'm shocked like because Jamari wanted to hit the quarterback and make sure that he got that strip sack. I I listen to me pick six would would really show it to them because that means you can't even throw. Touche. That's a good uh, way of putting it. With the, with the sack, that means your O line can't block either. But 
um, to each its own. I mean, it's also a little bit different. Interior linemen, the pick six. Yeah, I'm a big guy. I mean, they can, they can, a pick six, they run out into, into coverage in the flat. They can get a pick six whenever they want. Me, I'm I'm in the middle. I'm all gunked up. I get one. There is probably a one in a one million chance for me to get that one. But you know get what? JJ Watt that. on. And here's yeah, the, I was exactly. gonna say, here's the one. You're 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 pushing, you're pushing through. You read the quarterback's shying away. You read that it's a little bit of a screen, and yep. you just start dragging over, and then boom, you pop, and it's gone. And I'm gonna say it's a 73 yard return. So. Hopefully, hopefully you're making 73. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna make sure nobody catches me. I'll stiff arm, I'll run through somebody. I don't care. I will, I'm gonna make sure I score that touchdown. 73 yards to stiff arm somebody. If I have to, I'm a scorer though. If I don't score, then I, I don't live up to the dream. You're you're a former tight end though, so you got that speed, right? Yeah, exactly. Listen, listen, I'm like an 18 wheeler. I I can go straight in a line for as long as I could. <laughs> can't stop very well. Can't break very well. Can't can't because eighteen wheelers can't stop on a dime. You know, you got you I'll got run built in rest breaks too. Then, but I'll run <laughs> right through it. So I'm thinking we've got our goal line running back here, uh, Ty Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling them to put me in. They don't. They don't want to put me in. But I think the heavy the heavy package, and then you just slip out. Brewington. See, we've got this figured out. Brewington is m- motioning to the left just to clear, clean out about four unlucky dudes, and you just yep. slip right into the flat on the right, and big man touchdown right there. Exactly. Yeah, that's probably the one dude I wouldn't want to get hit by on the offense is his chance. <laughs> and, he uh, <laughs> when he comes in motion, listen, I've seen that plenty of time last season. When he coming in motion and that end does not know what's about to hit him, it's a great sight. <laughs> it's awesome so to see him. Just put what him on it, what is it like? What's it like watching that from the sideline as a defender? Are you yelling at oh, yeah. the opposing everyone's team, letting crazy. them know? Everyone's hype. I mean, it's insane. I mean, you can barely hear yourself think because the stands is so the, – the stadium's going crazy too because we just scored. But everyone on the sidelines going to dab up chance because, I mean, just that – hearing that freaking crack of the pads. I mean, it's I want to know if there's, like, anybody on the field, like, pointing out who it's going to be and saying, you might want to watch out. <laughs> I, I might have. I mean, I have kickoff, kickoff return. I have chipped also to the team, but <laughs> uh, I'll have to let him know if I ever get out there and be like, "Hey, man, eighty-two. I don't know if you want to mess with eighty-two. So, do you guys, as when you're you're on the sidelines, do you have any idea other than maybe just seeing the formation, kind of what's coming from the offense, or are you just kind of watching yourself? Are you saying like? Uh, like, like the play calling stuff. So, like when you when when Chancellor's out there, he might be out there for two couple plays in a row. Do you know when that play that he comes around and just clears that that DB or that corner out? Do you know what's coming, or is it, are you just as surprised as us watching at home? I mean, if I see gold line in motion, then I get that. Then I, that's the indicator I get. But uh, other than that. No, not really. We're pretty focused in on the sideline with uh, with Coach Das, just on whiteboards, just talking about the mistakes we made, and then after that, getting some water, and then they're down there. We're just cheering everyone on, just like how they would for us. What are the odds we get Ty Robinson sliding into that position on the uh, on the motion to lay out whoever's out there? That might be another one of those one in a million, but <laughs> it's still possible, though. I, I I'm I'll, I'm gonna keep saying it. Uh, last year, I kept uh, with Coach Austin. I kept in the back of his ear and said, "Hey, you know, I can run the ball. 
you know, I can be out there. For you. <laughs> you know, I can do it for you every day. Just kind of in the back of his ear, but we're gonna happened. have to start a Twitter campaign to get Ty Robinson in the Chancellor Brewington role one or two games. <laughs> That's awesome. We we Jack brought up uh, and Drake did too a little bit of the the old line, and you know we we've gotten a feel from some of the other players that there's maybe a little bit more nasty in that offensive line. When you're on the sidelines last year watching Cam Jurgens block that Oklahoma defensive yep. lineman down 45 yards, you know, penalty excluded bullshit. But what is that what does that do for you guys as a defense and is that the mentality that you yourself other guys are trying to get that offensive line to play with every single that snap? Yeah, it fires me up. I mean, uh, Jerg's understood. I mean, he understood every play going out there and making sure that the opponent felt you with every blow, hit, uh, chop block, freaking pancake. I, I want it to be known that it, I'm here all game, and that's how it's going to be the whole entire time. And he understood that. And I think some of the guys were starting to kind of catch on to that a little bit. We saw good things in spring. Rayola's great, brought a great mindset for the guys, I think, just to, you know, just kind of say F it, like, just let it hang and go. Like, just don't worry about it. Hit somebody. If you, if you don't hit somebody, then you know, you messed up. If you at least hit somebody, you did something. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the mindset you want for your lineman. I don't care if it's offensive or defensive. I, I don't care who you hit, just hit somebody. Lay someone. Yeah, I mean, that's right. I mean, that's why I chirp at them because sometimes they won't even chirp back. And I'm like, Hey, like you need to grow a little, little nasty to you like let me like, let me know i'm, I'm over here instigating because i want to see what you're going to do and yeah. i mean if, if you're not if you're not even protecting your own self then what, what do we got going on but, but yeah no i've seen a great jump with those guys um from last season to spring to this summer so i'm, I'm really excited to see for fall camp because fall camp i think is when it's going to start really getting i think a little bit more serious for everyone not saying that we aren't serious but you know just kind of that's, yeah that's why everything's me. on the table at that point yeah yeah. Yep. With you being, I mean, you're you're one of the strongest players on the team. Uh, who are some of allegedly, the other guys that are allegedly? Yeah, allegedly, with some of the stuff we've seen, who are some of the guys that are pretty similar to you as far as strength and size wise goes? Nash, Nash is insane. Na- watching Nash is, yeah, I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, They're gonna need to get a bigger bar just for him. Yeah, it's like when you go out in the forest and you're hunting and you see like this big ass elk, right? And it's just like, it's just a star, like immaculate, like you can't believe with your eyes. And then you just see him put up eight, nine plates for five. And you're just like, holy crap. And then he's fine. And then we finished the rest of the lift. Like, like nothing happened 20 minutes ago. Like you didn't just put a car on you or something, you know, like a small car. Yeah. It's, it's some of the videos that you see with him and just, just you, the lineman in general is just absolutely insane that, what Duvall's been able to do with you guys down there, literally putting you guys in the lab, it seems like, and just mining every bit of it. It's phenomenal to see who are, you know, on that, on that offensive line. Cause you know, that's kind of the big point of emphasis this year. Who are some of the strongest guys since you've been on campus that you've had to go against on that offensive line? Yeah. Uh, Nuri, Nuri was really strong. Um, Trent, Trent's a freaking unit as well. Uh, Henry Lutovsky. He's, I mean, um, that guy's just as strong. Uh, oh, shoot. Who else we got? Um, Dixon's an interesting one considering, you know, he's a 60 year guy. He's been on, he's been on the team for a while now. He's one of the veteran guys. 
and he he's he was a little bit undersized i feel like when he got here but he's he's put the work in i mean he's a mean ass dude oh yeah no he's yeah i mean he's squatting just as much as nash is i mean a couple of those guys are they're keeping up with nash but they're not doing it for five i mean they're doing it for one uh i i just don't think there's anybody in the program that could outlive nash i mean it's just insane yeah, he seems like that's a dude that's going to just shatter every record that's in that weight room by the time he's yeah. he's graduating from here. Another surprising dude is Jalen Weaver. I mean, the dude's 6'9", 6'10", or whatever, and big as just a big old Mack truck, 350 pounds or whatever he is. I mean, he, I was gonna say, who's bigger, who's bigger, Weaver or, or uh, Polar Bear? Oh, we by far. We towers. He? he towers over me. Like he is, but he's fast. He he keeps up with me. He keeps up with a bunch of the little guys too. I mean, he is fast. It's insane. And I mean, you see what he saw. Or, or sorry, you see what he looked like in high school. I mean, he was only two eighty to ninety. Skinny beanpole gets here and he's ginormous now but he's still moving like he's 280 290 which is insane and so we're, we're just trying to we were working on him to see if we can just click that motor for him and kind of just hope it turns it on turns something on for fall camp because if we can get him going then i really don't because i literally he could run through two guys and they couldn't even block him like it's it's insane yeah, that, that was, I think, the biggest thing with that defensive line with, you know, all the guys that had snaps moving on and different things like that. The depth was was the big the, a big concern for not only yourself, but I think we were all kind of concerned about the guys across the board. And I finally feel like they took a giant step forward with what they've had come in. So it, it's an it's an impressive offseason. Um do you guys, is there a different energy in that, in that locker room now with all the guys that you've got in and, and the returning starters? Yeah. Well, I mean, all the returning starters were, I mean, we understood last year how close we were and how we weren't going to let it happen again this year. And then with all the new transfers, I mean, we've only, we've only been accepting either you accept our standard of what we have and, or you don't, and then you don't fit in and you got to go somewhere else. But for the most part, I mean, everyone's been, bought in um i can say O'Shawn and stefan i mean both those guys are bought into what we what we've got going on and it's awesome just to see that they just they fit right in and it's awesome you you, you talk about setting the standard and you know tying it together you're gonna you got the defensive line group or whomever else is going to be with you you're gonna you're gonna go with the shaved heads and you you brought up the idea of, of, of being nasty you go back to the to the 90s and you had the peter brothers shaved heads, nasty as I think to the point where the stories, you know, you wanted to cross the street when they're walking down O street, because you just have this idea of this, of being crazy. Who, who on the team that you, that is just that crazy that, you know what, I, I'm glad they're on my team. They're nasty. They're crazy, but they're going to get their, their job done. There are a couple guys like that. Yeah. It's going to be Garrett Nelson and probably I'd say Caleb Tanner's got a little crazy to him too. I mean, he, he's got a little spunk to him, and I like it because you know, he can flip it on, and he, he's kind of a wild card all too. But, yeah, those two guys, I feel, are uh, are kind of that little – they could tune in that crazy for the game, and they could, they could use it to their advantage. That's the – that's no pun intended here, but that's the crazy part about that is the fact that you name those guys. We talked to Butler. He names – he names um, 
you know, a couple other guys on the, on the defense. And then an, another player, I mean, it's just all these guys are being brought up for various reasons, but the idea is that everybody appears to be so much better and ready to go mindset wise, physically, stuff like that. Are you seeing that just across the board that it's a, as much as one team can kind of change its mindset, its, its, its uh, method maybe to certain things, has that happened over the last nine months, 12 months? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the method is, is I'm tired of being a loser. I'm tired of losing all these games. And I come from a winning program back home. I'm used to winning. I'm not used to losing. And especially now being on TV, I it just, the, the punches keep coming and coming and coming and it hurts and hurts and hurts. And I think guys are finally I'm not saying that guys before were not tired of it, but I think I can say at least for myself and a couple other guys on the D line that we are like, we're done. It's over. Like I won't, I won't let it happen. If I see someone slipping up, no matter what position they play, I'm going to let them know because I can't have any room for failure. Nobody can. And there's no more, there's no more time. There's no more waiting. There's I, the, the one thing, my biggest pet peeve now, probably for the rest of my life is saying how close we were. Oh, you guys were so close. So close. Well, it's, it's almost like almost, right? We almost had it. Well, almost only counts in uh, horseshoes and hand grenades, right? So, I mean, I want to win. I'm tired of being a loser. It's, I mean, that's the bottom line. Win, win, win is our number one goal. Well, that's the, sorry, Drake, but I'm going to wrap this thought up and then I'll, I'll, I'll push it over to you. The idea that there are fans out there, media members that believe like, well, you know what? They just don't care enough or they're just not working hard. Like bullshit. You guys are sweating, you're grinding, you're bleeding. You know, like you said, you're out there 15 degree weather watching nine, six game against Michigan State. But those guys are doing it. Like, what do you what do you say to those fans? What do you say to the, the media members that are putting it on like the coaches don't care? You guys don't care. What 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 goes through your head? Well, I mean, probably some un, unfriendly things, but I mean, we've got we've got so many other fans that are so supportive and they're so loving for us. I mean, the good ways out that outweighs the bad here. And really, I, I, to be honest, we don't need them. Like, if that's your opinion, then go go be a fan of somebody else because we really we don't need you. We have we had everyone that supports us here right now. That's all we need, whether it's one person or everyone that doesn't like us. I mean. We're going to stick with the people that really want to just support us and be there for us and help us. Yeah, I think that I think that's huge in all honesty. And it seems like the camaraderie between the team, whether it be offense, defense, it seems like the team is has really grown together with with the new coaches and different things like that. And, and everyone that's in there with with the whole offensive side of the ball, having new coaches with what you guys have seen on the defensive side of the ball. Has it been a big adjustment for what you guys have to do on the defensive side? I wouldn't say there's been a big adjustment. Um, really, the only noticeable thing I could say is that, I mean, it was just kind of an energy that they brought that we needed. Uh, I could say from like Coach Joseph, Coach Applewhite, Rayola, uh, Whipple, and uh, I mean, all those guys. I mean, they're just the energy over there, I feel, is has been brought up and it's not very as like sulking and kind of just like uh, wandering type of deal where you just you go over there and you kind of feel like a heavy presence on your shoulder as to say like all or like when you walk down the meeting rooms or whatever but um they definitely brought in a lighter you know like just kind of 
effort mentality and and let's let's go do this thing and they're just energetic and i can tell you raiola raiola is a loud motherfucker raiola he will <laughs> let his presence be known and i love it i'm all there for it because that's what we need sometimes that's what i need to hear is him yeah they're yelling at one of us or yelling at his own guys it just shows me that he cares and it kind of gives me that energy i need to practice to finish the practice strong is Dawson kind of that same energy, rah-rah, kind of getting your ass kind of guy, too? Yeah, I wouldn't say he's a rah-rah guy, but he'll definitely get in your <laughs> ass. Um, he'll, he'll definitely let you know. Uh, he's all about practice etiquette and Crazy. just kind of doing everything by the books. Um, you're doing good, then he'll let you know. But if you're doing bad, he'll really let you know. So Coach Dawson's an awesome coach. Yeah, Chenander's a coach that's really impressed me, um, you know, with, with the entire time that he's been there, that defense seems to have gotten better every single year. Um, Dawson was a guy that left temporarily and then came back. You know, with him being a, a guy that's got that pro experience, do you think that helps you kind of know what to expect at the next level? I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it helps too because Coach Chins and Coach Doss also coached together at the Eagles. So, I mean – bringing over their like their kind of ideas and their schemes and defenses as well I mean they're also thinking one like body one like mind um with what there's nobody really questioning anything it's yeah that makes sense let's do it and then we go out and practice and and I mean it looks good runs good feels good so uh those guys I think they do bring they do treat it like we're in the pros now I mean with with everything we got to do how serious film is how serious you know we take practice like it's not, you're not, you don't go out there and just go in autopilot mode and wait for Saturday to come. It's every single rep you get is a game-like rep where you imagine you're playing against Alabama or Penn State, Michigan, whoever it might be right in front of you. So they've really helped kind of elevate our practice, I guess, awareness or like how we go about things. That's a, that's a good point because you bring up Chins and um, Dawson uh, from, from the league, but you've got Mickey Joseph who, who his brothers are in the professional ranks coaching now or have in, in some uh, level. You've got Rayola, who was with the Bears for, for a time as, as part of that staff. Um, Scott Frost, Coach Frost was, was you know, coaching and, and, and had those experience. Do you, do you feel, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but do you feel just the everything as a whole is on that more of a professional level in tune with, Alabama, Michigan, you know, places like that that have have that idea that our whole our our whole focus is to obviously make you better, develop you and win, but yet how many guys can we get into the league? Are you seeing that as well for Nebraska? Yeah, they want to help everyone they can to get to achieve their dreams and go to the league. And I don't think there's a single coach that's like, no, I want you to this I think college is it for you. I mean <laughs> the I mean every coach over there is I mean, if you really are serious about going to the league, they will help you in every way they can, which is, I think that's awesome. And, and you could walk into anybody's room and ask them about it. I can go over to Coach Riola. I can go into Coach Fisher's office. I mean, I can talk to anybody and ask them about what their experiences were like in the league and how that can help me applicate what I need to do to go to the league. Or even when I'm playing here in college, I mean, just what kind of approach should I take to go on about my business? Ty, when you were talking earlier about chirping towards the offense and then, you know, we've kind of touched on Riola and how you, you can go talk to him about the pro stuff too. Is there ever a time like when Coach Riola first got here that he sat down and talked with the defensive line to see what they saw from the offense and maybe what was missing? 
No, I, I don't really think he cared, to be honest, what we had to think about his offensive line. I know he just wanted to get in there and start working with his guys to what he wanted to do and the way he coached things. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as when that first day of spring ball came, he said, all right, good luck, figure us out. And, you know, it was an adjusting. It was a, there was an adjust period. I mean, for the first few days and the first time, I mean, I'm not going to lie, the first day we had pads on, the, the whole line whooped us. I mean, they were ready with what they were doing. They were ready. And we just didn't come out ready just like they were so uh but yeah yeah that's that's one thing that i've heard is is royal has really been getting after him for it's it's a more explosion it's an aggressive style of an offensive line play which i really feel like is fitting of this team and what they've got over there i feel like that's perfect for what they can do um and and i feel like there's going to be a giant rebound this year Ty, is there any specific game this year that you're really looking forward to playing in? And you can't say the first one. Come on now. Let's, <laughs> let's be real here. Well, I mean, as I as I think about it, I mean, it's got to be – I know it's going to sound cheap, but it's every game. I mean, this is, it's one game at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm already a senior here. I've already been here four years, and it's crazy. Like, I can still remember my first game going against Wisconsin in 2019. Like, it's just – it's surreal to me that I've already been here for four years. So I take every game in as much as I can and enjoy it, uh, win or lose. But obviously winning makes it a lot better. Uh, like last year, I mean, when we lost to Michigan on a field goal and Michigan State on a field goal, like it just like it just hurt. And like, like I still remember like the feeling like the I had like my stomach dropped. Like I just felt so defeated. We put in all this work. And just to come up short again and again and again. So, I think every game I think is um, just as just as important to me, just so we can prove to the fans and to the country that listen, we're we're here, we're here, and we'll take on whoever. Is there a is there a, a team that their offensive line, a couple, whether it's just a couple guys or or how they play, is there a, an offensive line that you want to go against again this year to just say just enough's enough and just kick the shit out of them? Minnesota, I can say that. Minnesota, I mean, when you put eight, six foot nine, three hundred and thirty pound dudes out there to to take on two of us at a time, like I just really <laughs> want to, I just really want to show it to them and tell them that listen, you can bring as many dudes as you want. You're not stopping us. God, I love it. That's the team I was really hoping you were gonna say too. Yes, yeah. I'm not a Minnesota guy and I can't fucking stand Minnesota. So I'm I'm glad that you feel the same as I do, Ty. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, what do you uh, what do you think about their coach, Zach? Just wait for this time. Go ahead. What do you? Zach, how much? Coach? How much? How much time do you got? And we have and, no and filter. Do I have to, we have... Oh, we don't have to. I don't have to filter myself. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Um, I, I've only really got one question for, left for Ty, and and you're not going to be able to steal it this time, Fitz. Um, my question for Ty is, what do you have to say to the Husker Nation this year? Um, what should they look forward to? And What's the overall, uh, if you had to put a theme on the season, what, what is it? Is it redemption season? Yeah, redemption, relentless, um, no fear of failure. And just like one thing to say to the Husker is just thank you. We love you. We love each and every one of you for the support. And that like when we get chances to support you guys and give back to the community, we love it just as much because we understand how much we mean to you guys. So we, wanna, we want you guys to mean the same to us. That's now I'm going to that is I'm going to steal the, the music question because admittedly, we I, I put the little graphic together with uh, you and the I think the all Under Armour All-American. Maybe you had your trophy um, and then you've got your 
picture in your 99 jersey and you look like four times the size. Um, <laughs> but you had on a tweet, you had the lyrics from from J. Cole. And I got the lyrics. I just double checked them online. And so in my mind, and I was way off, I was assuming just kind of going down the line, there was going to be a nice country song. And um, that's where we that's where we're at now. Needless to say, it wasn't a country song. Zach's getting a kick out of this whole thing. But what are the uh, what are your uh, top three, four songs uh, that you that you listen to on on repeat? What do you listen to for pregame type of stuff? Uh, yeah. Oh, um... I, it kind of it kind of jumps around from the games, like what I'm feeling. I'm a big like sometimes I'm a big remix guy. Uh, like we'll play, we got a big booty remix playing in the weight room, and I mean, I it feels like I've taken about I've drinking about four monsters. I've had about I don't know five candy bar. Like I'm, it's like cracks me. And then there's some <laughs> games where I just want to kind of get get in that mode. And I, I mean, I listen to. Um, Disturbed. I've been on Disturbed recently. I'm a, like I'll, I'll just switch it up. Heavy metal, uh, Slipknot. I love Slipknot. Um, just kind of just to give me that little edge in the beginning. So that's awesome. Yeah, and, and and Jay Cole. Of course, I can't leave out J Cole. J Cole's the goat. Uh, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> Fitz, do you know who any of those bands are? Uh, no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be honest here. After looking him up, I do know who J. Cole is because it's not so, it's tell me if I'm wrong, Ty, it's not the preseason anymore. Now that's like the first line in the song. Um, but the big booty remix, I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. Enlighten me. What is what is that? It's just like a bunch of like songs that you would like, I don't know, like a um like a bunch of like pop songs that are out now, but they're just like super edited and like there's like big bass drops and like it's just it's hype music that like party music, EDM, type ED- EDM club music. Is that what we're yeah. pretending yeah. we're in Amsterdam type of thing? Okay. Yeah. That's 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 amazing. So you, you talked about hunting and seeing the seeing the elk and you're from Arizona. Do you have you uh, have you been able to get get an elk or are you a hunter? I've only been hunting once and I was dove hunting about two years ago. But I mean, I, I love to go out and, and hunt. Um, when I was growing up, I mean, I was a three sport athlete. So my year was usually busy with, with sports like um, uh, club baseball was all year round. Uh, and then summer was for football and then football season. And then I was a basketball player and then uh, baseball in the spring. So, I mean, I didn't really have, ever have a time to get away and, go up north to Fla- uh, Flagstaff or Pine Top or whatever to so go out where there. did you where did you go dove hunting Colorado actually uh my my uh, I got family lives in Yuma Colorado okay. which is like the middle of nowhere in yeah northeastern Colorado and we just went out there and shot some dove and, and then we uh, cooked them up ate them and then had a good weekend and I came back and I think we were I think it was a bye week actually and then came back and we got ready for the next game it's, I didn't grow up doing that stuff. I kind of got to it a little bit later in my life. And the first time when in-laws took me dove hunting, we're sitting in a pasture, right? A corral, windmill by water source, but you're just sitting along the fence line. And it was like just shot after shot, just bird flying. I mean, it's the craziest, but most fun experience oh, yeah. I've ever had. I mean, it was just unreal. And again, being new to it, was 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 using a 12 gauge so my shoulder was about done but I, I swear to god I probably went through like three boxes 
just in that time we were and Drake hunts too. So he's just over there shaking his head and rolling his eyes. But I'm telling you what, just talk because you can, you can talk, you can, you can talk shit. You can give each other a hard time because it's not like you're going to spook them. And I mean, I'm just telling you what it was. I don't know if your experience was like that, but it was just a riot. Well, oh, I yeah. go yeah. pheasant yeah. hunting with a, uh, semi-auto shotgun that has a magazine tube that holds 13 shells so <laughs> that'll get the job done yeah we tried to chop down a tree last year <laughs> were you was it successful no it was a big ass tree but uh <laughs> i i also decided that reloading that thing in the field sucked really bad so i bought um i don't know if you're into the john wick movies but he has the the john piece the that, no the piece that goes on the belt and you pull oh. the shells out in groups of four to speed load it. Oh, my, yeah, yeah, My shotgun's also a competition shotgun, so the well's a little bit wider. So yeah. I got to start prepping for uh, for my hunting trip and practicing speed loading. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you, there you go. Jamari Butler threw us for a, a little bit of a – or not Jamari, I'm sorry. Um, Eric Lee threw us for a little bit of a, 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 a loop on some movie choices. You got You got a top three list of movies? I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. I could watch all those movies. Uh, not not Star the Wars. last one, right? No, the, the originals, the OGs. Oh, okay. Yeah, the OG. I think The Last Crusade is my favorite one. Uh, okay. And then uh, the Star Wars movies. I'm, I might get a lot of hate, but I'm a big prequel fan. I mean, I love, I love Revenge of the Sith, the third one. The, the villain's arc story of Anakin turning into Darth Vader. It's awesome. Uh, spoiler spoiler alert listeners for those of you that <laughs> if you them. haven't seen it now then I'm you're sorry. probably never <laughs> going to <laughs> yeah this is true <laughs> and then for my last one i think i think it had to be cowboys john wayne john wayne cowboys i think it's a great great western that's from that's your awesome. era fits Oh God! There it is again. <laughs> it comes with the ageism. I mean, I'm Look, just stating I'm, fact. I'm 27 years old. Why do you guys think that I'm like 50? I don't get this. Oh, oh you're 27. Oh, <laughs> this is interesting. This is man. what you have to look. This is what you have to look forward to. <laughs> oh, well, I just turned 21, so I got a few years. Hey, happy happy birthday! Well, now Thank with you. the bar scene down there in Lincoln, you don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've only been out a few times, but it's been fun. I you're not missing anything on that shit charade. <laughs> no, yes, no. And I've known that way before I was of age anyway. So Oh, you're smart. But not man. from experience. Of course not from experience. <laughs> not from experience. No. No, not <laughs> at all. Well, perfect. Uh Fitz, Drake, you got anything else for our guest tonight? I'm good. Ty, thanks so much for coming on, man. It was a blast. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on here, guys. Yeah, Ty, I, I, I really it, was, have, it was a blast. Yeah, I got nothing else. How many sacks are you going to have? <laughs> Just have to wait and see, but hopefully it's double digits this year. Jeez, between you, you getting double digits, Butler's getting double digits. I mean, this it's, is... It's needed. It's needed. It's needed. We get yeah, a couple of guys sure. with double digits on that defense, I'm going to be feeling pretty good. I hope you're feeling really good. Not just pretty, <laughs> I hope you're feeling real good. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. They're, they're about to ball out this year. I think we're going to see some good things from that defense. Another elite year from those guys. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So we are we are stoked. The fans are stoked. We are ready to go. 
you guys got a little bit of a break here, then you start up Wednesday, and then it's go time. So good luck. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, Ty. Uh, for Drake, Fitz, Ty, thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. Have a great night, and we'll talk to everybody later. Members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool-Aid-filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red.